All right, we are live once again. Aloha and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining in for another podcast here through Paradigm Shift Central. My name is Brendan and I'm joined here with some fellow conscious, uh, awesome conscious media creators, <laughs> Kevin May and Chris and Spiral Soul Seed. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today. And uh, yeah, we're going to get right into things. And so since it's a little bit smaller of a group today, we may have some other members within our community joining a little bit later. Uh, again, what we're going to do here, we're just going to kind of like introduce uh, a little bit of the premise behind what the community is and the podcast and the intention. And for today, uh, creating the opportunity in this space for the members who are tuned into this in the audience to be able to practice asking questions for us as conscious media creators. So maybe a question, maybe specifically for me, uh, but it's also a, ch a chance for us to be able to practice responding to these questions collectively. So uh, again, I've got a lot of experience as a conscious media creator. I've been doing this for over a decade. Uh, I'm not the only one. Uh, Kevin here, who's also been doing this for over a decade and Kristen, who's also been walking her own path for quite some time. Again, we've got a lot of wisdom here. So uh, again, the intention within the Paradigm Shift Central community, this is a community of conscious creators, of spiritual seekers. We do podcasts every week as well as other events within the community hosted by different members. And uh, yeah, this is a chance for us to really just be able to create space to be able to practice exploring these questions, to explore these answers, and to be able to help provide some inspiration and insight for the fellow conscious media creators and the aspiring conscious media creators. So Kristen, Kevin, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for being with us here tonight. Uh, we'll put their links in the info for this video. And again, for any of the members who happen to be tuned into this uh, in the future as well just go ahead and leave some uh go ahead and uh, for those of, for the members who are tuned into this right now live feel free to join into the broadcast and through the zoom at any point if you wish and for those of you who are tuned in right now on any platform uh go ahead and leave some comments drop some 1111s in the chat and uh yeah for those of you on tiktok and instagram you guys are welcome to tune in on youtube go ahead and click the link in the info uh, of my profile to be able to jump over to youtube and go ahead and leave some questions if you guys got some questions about being a conscious media creator for myself for the other conscious media creators on this broadcast, uh, go ahead and leave those questions in the chat and I'll take some notes down and we'll just kind of go through this together. In the meantime, what we'll do is uh, just kind of take an opportunity to just kind of like ask some questions amongst each other and then also give us a chance to also be able to introduce ourselves as well. So um, yeah, what I'd love to be able to do, I'll just kind of like pass the talking stick. I don't even need to necessarily go first. Uh, I'd love to be able to just pass it over to Kristen or Kevin and give all of us a chance to just be able to share a little bit about just who we are in short form, but then also leaning into, you know, like, why? Why are we choosing to be conscious media creators? What does that mean to us? What does it mean from the heart? What does it mean from a higher conscious perspective, so to speak? So before we do that, again, all the links that you need for this video are in the info. All the links that you need for the community and everything are in the info for this video. Uh, we've got our Patreon. You guys can join there to get involved with our regular member events and also support the community. We've got our Discord server. You can also check out my link to be able to join me and fellow creators over on Ibble, which is another app where we're hosting exclusive events and discussions there. And again, all the links for the creators in this broadcast as well. So now the housekeeping is out of the way. Uh, yeah, let's just get things going. And again, for those of you tuned in on YouTube, go ahead, leave some comments for those of you on Instagram and TikTok. You guys are equally a part of this broadcast. Ask some questions, leave some comments in the chat. What would be a question you'd be curious to be able to receive some feedback on? whether you're a conscious media creator or whether you're just kind of curious to know a little bit more about the journey 
of a conscious media creator. So if you guys got some questions, go ahead and leave those into the chat as we get going. And in the meantime, let's just pass the talking stick around and get to know a little bit more about some of the creators that we have with us here to begin with. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go with the flow and, and we'll even just kind of ask each other some questions as we go. So out of this broadcast, for those of you tuned in, we hope that this continues to nurture your heart and inspire your spirit on your journey as a conscious creator in whatever format that means to you. So um, yeah, Kev Kevin or Kristen, who, who would like to go first, just in terms of sharing a little bit about, you know, just like who, who you are as a conscious creator. But then again, like why, 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 why were you, why many years ago, many moons ago, did you choose to become a conscious media creator? Perhaps maybe there was a moment where you were just like, oh, like, maybe I am like, maybe you didn't even think of yourself as a conscious media creator. What is a conscious media creator? So we can kind of explore this a little bit together. Uh, as we go through these intros, we'll, uh, again, just kind of collect some of the questions from the chat and then we'll just kind of go from there. So um, just checking in here, who would like to go first? Uh, Kevin can go first. Cool. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. And uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, I'm passing it over to you. So Kevin, go right ahead. Welcome, brother. Oh, double check mute and okay. we're good. I had muted myself because I had the YouTube broadcast on for a minute. Um, anyways, happy Thursday, everyone. Really happy to be here. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the United States of Consciousness. And um, yeah, I've been creating YouTube videos since 2010. Uh, I never... Well, for a while I was making like a video every day, but that eventually changed to like three videos a year. And I've gone through many different chapters and phases, but I, I have a lot of things, messages, tools, things that inspire me that I'm just so happy about them. I just want to share them. You know, it's like when you cook a, a, a dish that you really enjoy it's kind of boring to just eat it by yourself all the time. You want to share it with other people and be like, yo, isn't this smoothie recipe amazing? Isn't this, you know, gluten-free banana bread amazing? Like you want to share it with people. And so that's really the passion that I've felt for, for a long time, just sharing what's helped me, what's inspiring me and, you know, passing that along. <clears throat> and, um, I used to have this concept of like the great chain of inspiration. It's like everyone is just passing along the torch. Like it's a relay race. This is, they're like, this is what's inspiring me. And you pass it to the next thing and it lights their fire. And then they pass it to somebody else and it lights their fire. And it's like, before you know it, we could have the whole world in a much more inspired state. If we all, you know, share our passions more and don't, you know, do unhealthy things all the time and get bogged down by life. So anyways, I just try to put my little piece to the puzzle, my little link in the chain. So I make music. I've written a couple books. Everywhere I go, I share jokes. Um, I'm actually a, a certified interfaith minister. So one of my nicknames is Kev the Rev. Um, and I'm actually going to I'm actually going to marry two of my friends. And the, the crazy thing is the only reason why I'm friends with these people is because they both work at Whole Foods and I would go in every day and tell jokes to them. And eventually we became friends. And, um, and now I'm going to like be their, their reverend at their wedding. So 
anywho, I like to share jokes everywhere I go. And um, yeah, I, I, there, I have a ton of passions. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here and just vibe with the crew. I love everything that Brendan and Paradigm Shift Central does. And when I'm available, I love to tune in with, with this crew. So yeah, happy Thursday. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. And, and again, you know, we're just kind of riffing here and we'll, we'll pass it around and, and Kristen can introduce yourself. I do like what you said there where it's like this idea of kind of like, it's a chain, it's a link of inspiration. You know, I think, um, with any of the conscious, with any of the work that we do as conscious media creators, I think it's important to be able to remind ourselves that, you know, it's never just about one person trying to carry the weight of the world on their, on their shoulders. It's about each person being able to show up in the little ways that we can, because the little ways continue to add up into the big, big ways, you know, like we, we got a incredibly large planet that we live on, but you know, if one person can kind of like spark a light here, spark a light here, spark a light here, spark a light here, before you know it, the entire planet is lit up. And like you said, it really is this ripple effect. Um, it's been interesting, you know, from, from my journey as a conscious media creator, um, obviously I've had a lot of people kind of message me over the years and, and some of the most meaningful messages that you receive as a conscious media creator uh, are those messages where people reach out to you and they're just like, hey, like you may not know this, but like your content has changed my life um, for, for whatever reason, you know, simply by me being me, by me speaking my truth, by me in, in a lot of ways, you know, like, I mean, the work that we're doing now, obviously, you know, with the recent trends in spirituality kind of picking up, um, it's not as uncommon for us to be here talking about consciousness and shifts in consciousness and metaphysics and stuff like that. Uh, 10 years ago, and, and, you know, even before that, like, this is, this is kind of like an age where, you know, like we were few and far between. Um, and, you know, so for, for people to kind of like happen to synchronistically land upon some creators who in, in many ways could be seen of, seen out seen as being quite, you know, brave to be kind of like speaking against kind of the status quo. And, you know, people be like, be like, oh, aren't you worried that people are going to like think you're weird just because you like talk about Sasquatch and stuff like that? I'm like, hell fucking hell, man, like Sasquatch is my brother. Sasquatch is my mother. And so, you know, like being able to just kind of, for me, really embrace this weirdness, um, not just my own weirdness, but for me to have my own experience of how weird this reality is. And then to want to be able to create space where other people can can gather in, in their own shared perspectives of this weirdness so that they together can feel, um, and I don't even want to say less weird. It's not about like feeling less weird. If anything, we should be embracing the weirdness. Again, you know, the word weird uh, actually in, in like its ancient roots, like literally refers to, to magic. It refers to kind of like destiny. It's one who can kind of like see the threads uh, interconnecting all of the unfolding stories before us. So, you know, for, for me, way back when, you know, the work that I, that I do as a YouTube creator and, and a space holder, um, it's just a part of what I do. But, but what I originally started doing, you know, uh, even before I officially kind of like got bigger on YouTube was really just creating space uh, through the paradigm shift circle discussions in person. And it was just these circle discussions where I was showing up. And even then, you know, I was a conscious creator in sense of I was creating conscious space. I was creating space physically before I was even creating it digitally. And within these spaces, it was a space where I would just gather people around and be like, let's share our passions and our curiosity and our interests about the things that we don't commonly get a chance to be able to talk about. And the biggest thing even, and I'll just say this, and I'll pass it over to Kristen, you know, the biggest thing for me um, within the work that I do, obviously, you know, I want to be able to show up to inspire people but it kind of works through like levels of inspiration. You don't just purely just say like, hey, I'm here to inspire you. Uh, you know, a, a part of it is 
the the inspiration is almost something that naturally is is going to produce uh, through a person being able to to tap into more of their ability to think for themselves to to speak their own voice to be able to practice sharing their truth and their curiosity. So within the work that I was doing for Paradigm Shift um, way back in the day, I would say like explicitly, you know, like this isn't about me telling you what to think. It's encouraging you to think for yourself. I got my own perspectives and that's just it. I want to know your perspectives and her perspectives and his perspectives. And together, maybe we can understand a little bit more about this mysterious universe that, that we live in. And that for me was such a driving element. It was, it was like this unrelenting curiosity to know that from my own experience, I didn't need anyone else to tell me. I already knew through my own experience, through, you know, like psychedelics and UFO experiences and dreams and stuff. I'm like, this reality is really weird like in the most magical way possible. And there are so many people who just haven't had those experiences or haven't, you know, like been given themselves permission to, to talk about those experiences. So, you know, just to be able to kind of like create that space, it's, it's building a, a kind of like the, 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 the soil um, to really be able to kind of like bring forth this, this powerful yield of, of inspiration. And so um, I'll just say this last part, you know, like, yeah, we gather to be able to like talk about the things less commonly talked about related to consciousness and metaphysics. But out of that, there's kind of like stages of awakening where it's like, okay, you're awakening to the fact that this reality is not as cut and dry as it appears to be. And then from there, it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do with that knowledge? And then that's where it's kind of like moving us into this call to action to naturally want to be able to, to share that inspiration, to step into our role as leaders. And, and ultimately me experiencing that own journey of curiosity and connecting the dots and those aha moments. Um, I never wanted to like try to, you know, like give someone that I would just kind of like lead them through the path and then they would have those moments on their own. Like, I think we're almost doing them a disservice if we literally just tell them everything we know based on our own experience. It's like, we can kind of point them in the right direction, point towards the moon. Um, but you know, just with this out of it, um, it will naturally lead people to this place where, um, from my experience, where as we deepen our relationship to the mystery of this reality, it also uh, awakens us to our potential of who we are, our, our potential as dreamers within the dreams. And, and with that comes like this deep sense of awe and wonder and joy and inspiration um, and a deeper sense of like connecting with this kind of like cosmic love, this cosmic awareness, this, this not the, the bigger journey of Nasate Ipsum. Um, and then from that, again, you know, it's, it's kind of like the journey of the Bodhisattva, the journey of like, it, it's like, we're all walking each other home um, sort of thing. So it's like, you know, what's the end goal? Like, it, it's not even an end goal. It, it, it's more just kind of like, it's it's the spiral. It, it's the spiral that's ascending. And, and with that, it's not just about reaching the end. It's about who are you meeting along the way? And, and, and to really just be able to celebrate that. And across my journey, I have met so many amazing people along the way. Some of them I have met for, for moments. Some of them I have met for months. Some of them I have met for years. And, and with each passing one, you know, it's kind of like meeting these parts of yourself. And, and so it's the journey of consciousness and it's the journey of being able to meet more of who we are. And so, you know, that's kind of like the core of who I am and what I believe and what I experience. And then, you know, the, the content that I create on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that, it's just kind of like, a mirror that's kind of like reflecting that through different ways, through my expression, through my creativity, through my song, my music, my space holding, my videos, um, all that stuff. Anyways, it's kind of interesting, even just now, like giving myself a chance to be able to practice talking about this because I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm listening to myself saying it at the same time. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's, 
sometimes we're so caught up in the work that we forget where we came from. And so it's important to kind of go back and just be like, why am I doing this again? Oh yeah, I'm not doing it for likes. I'm not doing it for following. I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing it because there's a deeper thing within my heart that has always been very passionate and it's deeply aligned with a, a, a wisdom that, that cannot be taken away through my own experience and also a longing to want to be able to uh, help others have their own experiences as well. And, and through that, um, like Kevin was saying, it's, it's literally knowing that the shift in consciousness, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a fractal, it's a Mandelbrot, you know, like one person inspires two, two inspires four, four inspires eight. It's the Fibonacci sequence, eight inspires, you know, boom, suddenly the entire world is like, you know, here we are like, like the amount of people who have woken up across the world, like woken up, uh, quote unquote, within the past year is like more than what has woken up over the past decade. Like, like it's crazy. Like with like everything that's happened with the world, with all the craziness, the last year, so many people have woken up. So it's like for us, you know, there is an important role for us to continue to play as pillars, pillars in the chaos, pillars in the craziness and the space holders so that the people who are just waking up can come together and be like, oh, like, I want to talk about this. I want to explore this. I'm still figuring it out. And I think that's the the, the humility of, of what it is that, that we do is, is, you know, it's it's not about being on a pedestal, but, but more so it's about at times, sometimes, you know, like, like not even just being at the center of the circle, but creating the circle and then inviting others to kind of take their turn, stepping into the center and uh, being a focal point for, for their wisdom to be heard by others. I used to kind of think of paradigm shift um, as kind of being like a soapbox where, where people would take turns kind of stepping on and off, you know, kind of like a stage where it's like, okay, let you get on stage. Let's listen to you. Okay. Come down. I'll get on stage. Let's listen to the, and we kind of like take turns passing the talking song. I mean, we're doing it right now. Anyways. Um, Let's pass it around. Uh, enough of me uh, battling on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you guys resonate with that? Feel free to echo anything back. And, and if even what I said is just kind of like helping click some ideas within your hearts as well. And um, yeah, Kevin, Kristen, we'll pass over to Kristen and then Kevin um, jump in. But go ahead, Kristen, we can just chit chat and you can introduce yourself whenever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely resonate with the spiral analogy heaps, like just like we're just moving around this kind of like trajectory and just like seeing where com- like, sorry, colliding with people that are on a similar trajectory and kind of helping each other move forward. Just that torch analogy that Kevin said as well is just super powerful because um, just the internet is the best for it now. Like, and so being a content creator, doing conscious stuff, it's just like, yeah, the flame just keeps like expanding, expanding, expanding. Um, So my name's Chris and I'm a practitioner of a healing modality called the spiral, which is a um, like emotional and spiritual transformational eight week course. Um, that's like a really thorough um, subconscious kind of mapping and releasing course um, that can really help people to uplift all of their programs that are self-limiting and that kind of thing. Um, but I got into conscious media creation because I was making my crystal jewelry, um, that I'm wearing, um, about, yeah, I've been making it for about 10 years, but I was just kind of doing it as a little side thing. And I was going to uni, um, and I became a primary school teacher and, um, I did that for four years and suffered from really intense burnout. And, um, it was like, absolutely just the hardest thing I'd ever done at the time to peel away from like that career because I had no one in my sphere that had um, ever done anything other than seek kind of government work and that kind of like stable one strand career vibe and 
Um, I wouldn't have left if I didn't experience the burnout. Like it was like emotional survival kind of thing. It was like, I need to do something else. Like my body is like shutting down. I was really unhealthy and like just crying a lot. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I started to, like, I had friends on the outside being like, why don't you just pursue your crystals? Like, you've been doing them for years. Like, they're right there. Some people don't even have that. Like, they don't even have something else that they could do. And so um, I already had an Instagram at the time and I started to be more public about making the transition from teaching into this other job and why, like, teaching was so difficult um, for me and just started to really open and be vulnerable online and got some really beautiful responses from it and just had that like sense of purpose around being someone in people's sphere that was doing the thing because a lot of people like if they don't have people in their sphere um, of following a creative path or like following their passion then they think it's just something that other people get to have and not them and it's not realistic and all those kind of things and so um, I kind of got into conscious media creation to be more emotionally vulnerable help other people feel like it's normal like to be overwhelmed and it's normal to explore other things and try and work your way through and um yeah I really wanted to inspire people to just take a chance on their dreams and um now I've like six years into doing this full-time it's just like changed into all kinds of modalities like this spiral modality I've been doing I've done a meditation um, teacher course and holistic counseling course and so I do sessions with people and I run live meditations once a fortnight on my Instagram and I'm a tarot reader as well and I'm also like you Kevin I'm training to be a celebrant um, because I have hosted ceremonies for people and I am going to marry a couple of my friends um, within the next 12 months so it's just like um, yeah just love creating conscious media to um, really show people like to to just be one of those representatives of that like vitality and passion is a possibility for people to follow and when you're in kind of authenticity with your passion you just become more and more spiritual because your energy is super open and it's just like you're not like closed when the spirit is trying to drop into your energy it's not all closed up by all the things that you have to do should be doing all the programs are like not there so it just kind of floods through you and you get to have um, yeah, that genuine aliveness and vitality that a lot of people don't recognize is possible when they're stuck in the kind of grind and everything like that. Um, so yeah, now it's just kind of like a normalizing passion and self-exploration by continuing to share. So people can see that like people are human and they go through their stuff, but, um, yeah, it gets, gets deeper and more exciting and I love that you said Kevin that you tell jokes about it because I'm I'm a bit of a like I have a massive inner child and I love being silly and all that kind of stuff and it's just like we're doing this deep work but it doesn't need to be so heavy all the time and so it's like allowing people to lean in even more because it's fun and um yeah I really really like appreciate that I appreciate humor and spirituality a lot (laughs) um and there was something else I wanted to say Oh yeah, about what you said, Brendan, where you're like, you're, it's not about telling people what to do, but it's about like just kind of, um, yeah, being a representative of, of thinking for yourself and like exploring your own path. Um, because I think that as media creators, we can like share our messages and 
we have specific intentions around what we want to share um, half the time and other times it's just being witnessed in what we're going through as well. But what's really inspiring to people is the energetics behind the way that we speak about things and how we speak about things and how we hold space. It's just like, wow, that's that's possible. And what you said about um, the sasquatch thing like just being like oh you're worried that people are gonna think you're weird like at the time when i was like oh, i'm gonna do my own business that was like the weirdest possible thing i could do and it's not nearly the weirdest thing that i'm into now <laughs> like <laughs> so you're constantly pushing your own edge of what's what's weird and um and what's yeah just normalizing that life's so diverse and mystical and bizarre and um yeah so that's kind of why my why was to inspire people out of the grind and now it's just to be like as open and honest as possible with the spiritual path and how fun and bizarre it is and and help people grow along the way so yeah that's awesome well you're doing a great job of it Kristen and um Kristen how long and, and this maybe this will ask this question for all of us here like how long have you thought of yourself as being uh, a conscious media creator like like because I mean, maybe we were doing it before we even called ourselves that or anything like that. Like, do you do you remember or do you have a general answer for that? Yeah, I think I I don't think I was claiming it, um, hmm. but I'd say six years, like six or seven yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kevin, how long have you been doing this, so to speak? Yeah, I started making YouTube videos in 2010, and I would say that was really the the public jump start, <clears throat> but before that, you know, I had my big first awakening in 2008 and I feel like I was kind of a conscious create conscious creator in my sphere of friends. And, you know, I also, I guess I was posting on Facebook before, before that, but it took me a while to kind of work up the courage to, to put myself on YouTube. As you said, Brendan, back then, there was no, there was far fewer people talking about these things. And yeah, to me, it's just such a sign of hope for humanity, the amount that has changed. And since I would say in the last 12 years, like since, you know, 2010, when I first started exploring YouTube. Um, yeah, it's like if we zoom out, one of my favorite quotes is, I believe it's from uh, Reggie Watts. Um, it's when in doubt, zoom out. And just take that bird's eye view and see that I think we might actually be on, on a decent track, even though everything seems so chaotic. It's That's, that's how it goes down here in the earth school. Um, so, so yeah, 2010 is when I really first started making YouTube videos and I look back like you know I was a freshman in college in my dorm room and my very first YouTube video I'm I, I'm still pretty proud of it like it's a pretty solid video um it's called the what is going on spectrum and I, I explain how there's a spectrum of perspectives on what is going on in the world and I kind of highlight different thinkers that you know put them that I lay out on this on this spectrum and you know there's some yogi guy who's out doing videos barefoot in the snow and he's like 
everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. So there's that guy. And then there's another guy who I was big into for a while named Derek Jensen, whose whole theory is that like civilization is a cancer to this planet and we need to literally destroy civilization or else this planet is going to die. And he makes some pretty compelling points. I mean, I, I still resonate with a lot of what he says. And to some degree, I think both, both things are right. There is a divine perfection to everything, but we also really need to change things on this planet if we want to, you know, live in balance um, as a species. So anywho, that was my first YouTube video. You can want a fun thing to do for anyone is you click on someone's YouTube channel, you go to the top right bar and you can click sort videos by newest or oldest and you sort videos by oldest and see like what were their very first videos. It's, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing to do. <laughs> um, anyways, how about you, Brendan? Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Um, as I'm doing this, if, if you guys want to join me, open up a notepad on your computer and uh, see if you can even just practice like writing down some questions for us to practice answering as a group. So we'll just kind of like channel some sort of like collective insight here and just kind of like, you know, find some fun, playful questions. And, and again, just like insightful and intentional questions that we can mess around with. I've already, I've already written down like almost like seven or eight so far. Um, we may just kind of like go through kind of like rapid fire um i can tell as it is and, and again you know like even there's not a lot of people tuned into this broadcast right now um that's totally okay so i think even just for us to just kind of be in this space knowing that people are going to listen to it in the future and still just using this as an opportunity for us to just kind of like play amongst each other and everything like that um one of the things that i've always <clears throat> held as being very important is um well actually i'll, I'll kind of get into something in a second um but going back to your question first uh kevin you know like how long have i been creating conscious content or thought of myself as a conscious media creator so i, I started I've, i uploaded like my first um video on my skull babylon youtube channel um in 2009 but even before then in probably about 2006 uh i was already basically um creating what, what i was essentially doing is that at that time i was at um, my university and college for media production and basically what i found myself doing is you know like on my spare time um, I was already, you know, into like aliens and Sasquatch and paranormal and, and starting to learn about psychedelics and things. Um, and then so naturally, I was just like starting to like weave it into my school projects. Um, like I would I would like find like ways of just kind of like putting these paradigm shifty themes into projects. Um, there was like one video that this was a little bit later, but there was like a video where we had to like edit a video to show in front of the class. And the video that I edited was just this like super like it's like super mind-blowing video it had like quotes from like joe rogan and terrence mckenna and like the charlie chapman speech it was just like in 2000 like it was like two i think that was like 2008 but it was like all the best clips that i had gathered like through the internet at that time where back in the day remember where if you would like find good videos you would like save them onto your computer <laughs> there was a time where like me and my friends actually like saved a bunch of really cool videos on on our computers and we would put them on disc and we would hand them out to people and be like here take this it'll blow your fucking mind right and just like give them out to people and stuff um eventually that kind of almost became like the shift buttons which have the the website for paradigm to central and kind of accomplish the same thing um but yeah so i was creating you know like relatively conscious content even in like my school essays and stuff like that i was just talking about all sorts of like weird and trippy stuff and um yeah and then in 2009 that's when i started 
Um, well, in, before that, in, in yeah, 2000, uh, was it? No, 2011 is when I started my Skull Babylon channel. Um, and then in 2010 is when I started, um, I actually made, there's like this, there's, there's, there's like old footage of like the events that I had at my college that I just filmed um, of the paradigm shift meetings that never really got uploaded. Dude, like there's so much footage of stuff that just never got posted of old stuff that I might have to uncover from the archives. Um, and there was like an old, like there's a video that me and my friend filmed at our school where it was just like me and him sitting across each other on a table. And we had like a monitor on the background playing these like trippy psychedelics. And we were just talking, we were like almost making a podcast, but it wasn't a pod. I don't know. We were just messing around, but it was just like us talking. Um, and, and, you know, it was basically just turning the conversations that we were having on our own spare time and, and just trying to make something out of it and then uploading it onto YouTube. And then eventually um, the events that I was having in my college, um, what I was doing, I was like, whoa, OK, this is a really good opportunity for me to create content where I would invite guest speakers to, to do presentations. And um, and I made episodes, I made nine episodes of nine different guest speakers that I invited into my school. Um, and like the first one was all about like lucid dreaming and astral projection. And then there was another one all about like Reiki energy healing. There was one about like uh, past lives. Um, there was like, um, I think, I forget what all the other ones were, but there's quite a few like really, really cool ones uh, that I did. And I created these episodes out of them. That was called the Sight Beyond Sight series. Um, this is still on my YouTube channel. Like this is like some of my oldest content, uh, but it was really good. It was like really well edited and everything. So yeah, since then, you know, I've just been continuing to create content. Um, again, I've made full length movies. Uh, Kevin's actually in uh, those movies as well in the Journey to Lucidity movies. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because like, I like the past two years have been really different um, in terms of the content that, that we've been creating, you know, like I've really as a conscious creator and I'll just say this and then we'll get into some questions as a conscious creator. It's kind of interesting because it's like it's a balance but between um, doing the things that you want to do and doing the things that are needed. Um, and, and so, you know, like as much as I could have just been like, oh, you know what, like I'm just going to go and just like film like you know, whatever YouTube videos I want and everything like that. And really just, you know, focus my energy on, on that. As I began maturing as a conscious creator, it just became more and more obvious that, you know, I couldn't do everything at once. I, I literally had to kind of like pick and choose. And, and, and within the past couple, not even just the past couple of years, but again, you know, over the past several years, um, I, I was really leaning into, you know, I was doing all these like physical meetings for paradigm shift circles. And then I started turning that into a digital podcast. And then I started once like Google Hangouts started coming around, which was like before Zoom, I started turning in those into digital meetings. And then over the past couple of years, Zoom kind of came around. And then we really just began to focus um, on, again, like the, the, the creation of sacred digital space. Um, and it's interesting because like before COVID came about, you know, nowadays it's like, oh, everybody's got their Zoom rooms. Everybody's got their like sacred digital circles. Back then, like there weren't that many people doing it. So like I was already doing it for several years and then suddenly everyone started doing it. And I was like, oh, this is great. I've already been practicing. Um, but over the past couple of years, I haven't really made YouTube videos in the same way that I used to. And the way that I used to would be like going out and filming and like editing and spending, you know, like a week really creating this really cool video. And honestly, I miss that. And today I actually pulled out my, um, pulled out Lacey's old like DSLR camera that I totally forgot she had. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to start like filming videos in the old way. And, and I'm actually picking it up now. Cause I'm like, again, you know, like I'm going to be a um, I have a child on the way who's literally, you know, going to be born within this next month. And so I'm like, oh, like, I want to use this like DSLR camera and like film stuff of the family, like of the baby and of Lacey and 
almost kind of create these like home movies. I don't even know what I'm going to make, but I love the idea of just kind of like picking up an old fashioned camera, not an old fashioned camera, not like that old, like freaking cranker or something like that. Um, but you know, like something that's not a phone. I like filming with a phone, but there's something for me um, that's so just like, I love just being able to use an actual camera and editing on my computer. And I haven't done that like at all over the past couple of years. Um, and again, I'm just kind of talking back to that point that, you know, as conscious media creators, it's not always about doing what we want. It's about reflecting on the question of what is needed, what, what is needed for the community. And, and that was always a question that, that I would always um, go back to time and time again, you know, like relative to like what type of event would be needed, what type of content would be needed, what type of meditation would be needed. Um, and then just kind of, again, doing this in a way where the reason we do it is to be able to serve. The reason we do it is to be able to, to again, continue to just like show up uh, for, for the ways that are going to help support the community. And um, and I'll just say this and, and welcome, Candice. Thank you for joining. Uh, we're, we're just kind of in the middle of talking about our journey as conscious creators here. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, like as much as I could have just been, you know, doing YouTube videos and doing my own thing. Um, I knew I'm just like, I'm like, man, like, people right now are struggling, you know, like people were just like suffering from social isolation, like depression, uh, just like really just kind of like these heavy emotions. And for me, I'm like, okay, what, what is interesting? Like what, what I want to be able to focus on is I want to be able to focus on creating those like spaces that, um, will kind of like bring levity into people's life that, that will create an experience Will they'll walk away from it. And they'll be like, Oh, like my soul feels refreshed. My, my, I needed that. Like that was something that nurtured something inside of me. So I wanted to be able to focus on creating those events that would create those engaging discussions and create those meaningful moments. And to really be able to challenge, you know, even in the midst of like these, these digital spaces, how intimate can we make them? And I think we've proven that, you know, and, and, and I know even just for the people that are here, you guys have been a part of that. Some of the events that we've done where it's like, whoa, like this, like touched my soul. And, and like, how special is that? Um, so, you know, it's like, how can I can continue to not only just create content, but create events that can really just kind of, you know, like help lift people's spirits, help, help nurture people's souls. And now we're kind of moving into, into this age where, you know, people are kind of like shifting beyond the pandemic and stuff like that. Um, and, and I feel, you know, even just for myself, like I feel for, for all of us right now, it's like, we're, this is a big period for us to kind of like level up, you know, we've kind of gone through the past couple of years. It's kind of been like this cocooning phase. Um, so it's like, who are we emerging into? And, and that's a, you know, question we get to live. And, and the last thing I'll just say here is that, you know, as conscious media creators, um, we get to share this very kind of like vulnerable and intimate experience where, you know, our content is not just our content. Our content is literally a reflection of our own growth. You know, it is, it is an ongoing documentation of our own unique experience of the shift in consciousness. And so literally like, as we are growing, people are watching that we're giving them this lens into our life and they see that. Um, and so it's like, how will we continue to reflect our shift in consciousness through an intentional way uh, with the content we're creating? And that for me, you know, being a conscious media creator, it, again, you know, conscious awareness, intention, it's just bringing that extra step to be able to say, oh, am I just going to upload something just, you know, because it, it may be whatever. Uh, it's like, no, you know, like I'm going to upload this like because I know it's going to be meaningful or because I know it's going to help inspire or because I know it's going to help, you know, nurture someone's heart or lead them back. I'll just say this as a conscious media creator, very simply put our mission. And this is just, again, you know, for, for you to feel if it resonates, but to simplify it, our mission is to help lead people back to the wisdom of the heart. 
And, 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 and that is like something that we will be able to do continuously over and over and over again in many different forms, um, through events, through videos, through humor, through, again, serious conversations, uh, through the joy, through the shadow, all of it in between. So, you know, I, I, I honor everyone here. And again, you know, for all of the people who may be listening to this, you know, it's just for you to just kind of like reflect on that question, how can we continue to bring people back to the wisdom of the heart? You know, that's a, that's a question to be lived. So um, anyways, sorry, I kind of went on a little bit longer than I was just getting on a roll there. Um, I get excited about this stuff, man. Like this is my life. I will, I will go. Hi, Candace. Hi. Cause I have to go at nine thirty. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. Go for it, Candace. But my thing is, I think to, uh, Bring lightness to the world is to like do it through art and expression, and as we demonstrate it, then people will be more open and they'll and they'll let down their garden. So let down their fear. We are the we are the change makers of the world, and um, it it's us that make the change because we are all one. Absolutely, beautifully said. Thank you, thank you, Candice, for jumping right in there. So. Awesome. Sweet. Um, were you guys writing down some questions as I was just kind of like going off there for a little bit? Did we write down a few? I mean, I know we probably got more than we can even get through, but go, go ahead, Kevin. We'll just kind of popcorn style right now. Okay. So my question is, um, so for context for this question, just a few days ago, I did a liver cleanse, which where is where you fast for two days only drinking water and tea and then you drink uh on the night of this of the second day i drink uh epsom salt with orange juice and that serves as a laxative and then you take a half cup of olive oil and that flushes through the liver and releases all this gnarly gunk that's been stored in there and i've literally yeah it's wild i mean i've done it almost pretty much every year since about 2013 and literally usually I do it in the spring in between winter and spring every single time my mind is blown about how my state of being shifts from this to way way over here because I cleanse my internal system it literally feels like I'm in a different reality like that's and I wasn't profoundly unhealthy in any way but just like the clarity that I feel and it just feels like my whole a whole new clearness of reality has opened up and this has happened to me countless times and I like to say that it is a miraculous experience so it's it's this miracle of how when you do some major shift on your internal world it reflects out it mirrors out onto the outer world and so that concept, my question to weave that into a question is to ask both of you, 
A, if there's an experience that comes to mind about how you made a profound internal shift and you noticed an almost immediate change on the outside, uh, if there's a specific story, and also to ask how, how that concept informs the way that you go through life. Because to me, it's like this crazy thing. It's like maybe actually the... Cr- maybe the monks were right. Maybe the greatest way to affect change is to literally like sit in a cave and just like, because you're intern, you're purifying your internal world so much that you're somehow mirroring that out to the world. But it's like the, basically the question is like, how do you balance like the internal change, the inner work with the trying to change the outer world or doing your service to others? You know, it's like that. I see it as kind of like a feedback loop, like change yourself, change the world, change yourself, change the world. But it can get, you can burn yourself out if you just constantly outwards, but you can get too self-centered or just bored if you're just always trying to change yourself. So I'm curious to hear uh, either a story or just how that concept informs your process. Mm. yeah Kristen go right ahead and and again we can kind of like weave this how it kind of like shows up in our content and the way we kind of you know express ourselves as well yeah go for it yeah well I just want to say I've done that same cleanse and I was like mind blown at how I felt I was like I'm gonna do this every year and then I haven't (laughs) but I've been meaning to do it for ages because I remember the first time eating after it had finished how much energy I was getting from that food that it was making me laugh like I was just like (laughs) Like all of this, like buzzing through my body from processing the food with such a clean um, system. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the whole like sitting in a cave, um, doing the work and, and just emanating that purity and everything like had probably had more of a, a, a place and a more of a higher impact back in the day where there was less things like affecting the energy of the whole world like there's just so much stimuli going on that it's just like if there's just this handful of of people in comparative to the whole population doing that that we really just need now people that are proactively trying to um create the ripple effect rather than doing that kind of more um i don't know if passive is the right word but yeah that internal solitary work um but Yeah, I mean, I never got into what I'm doing to be a practitioner of any kind of healing, but essentially the thing that gave me the most internal transformation was going through the spiral the first time. And um, part of the reason I went for it was because there were some people that I was following on socials where I could see their transformation. Like, and I was like, what? I want what they're having. I don't know what's going on with them, but I want that level of just vitality and um like optimism and just they seem like they I'd had a history of being kind of like really um rescuey with people in my past they seem to have endless amounts of energy to give to other people and I am a really giving person but I'd gotten in this loop when I was teaching of just trying to preserve all my energy because I was giving too much and I was like I just want that I want to be back in my giving state and feeling like giving doesn't take anything from me it's just like emanating outward and so doing the spiral really had a profound shift on my life that I immediately was like I need to be a practitioner of this even if I can just get, go take some of my friends through it that would be ma- magical enough because I had so much 
programming from events in my past and particularly from my parents being super conservative and just like shame about my body and shame about my sexuality and different things that was not able to breathe at all because I was just like just you know kind of I was really on my meditative path and everything really good at self-observation and and all these kind of things but I had these blind spots that I couldn't see so it was like I'd analyze particular problems to the absolute end of the earth and still hadn't hadn't been able to get clarity I just needed someone to um, dilute my inner internal dialogue and kind of hack my system a little bit um, and that's kind of what it, it did and um, yeah I came out of the um, uh, spiral at the end of 2019 and prior to that because of my conservative family and just internal beliefs I it was just the biggest cringe not okay thing to like have my spirituality on the outside. It was very much like this is a whole private thing. No one, like, I, you don't talk about this stuff with people. That was basically the program running in my head. Um, after the spiral, that was gone. And I was, like, gearing myself up to run meditation groups other than just the two girlfriends that I had been doing it with. And the pandemic happened, and I was just like, holy moly. Like, I immediately was like, this is going to have this profound impact on everyone. Everyone's mental health is going to be quickly like going into the bin in different, like, um, yeah, like in all the different contexts with work and just like socially and, and all of the stuff I was already really switched on to that. People work really hard and just like try and escape it on the weekend by going out and partying and that kind of thing. And they didn't even get to have that now. And they were still in this kind of heavy, work related environment and anyway so I was like I need I just had that energy to go well it actually does a disservice if I don't get over my shit now I've got the energy to like offer something like and I my mental health is really stable from all this healing work I it, I can't just keep this to myself it's kind of greedy if I do and so I, that's when I started my meditation group that I was doing every week and now I do it fortnightly and it's been going since then and got like a really loyal group um and we kind of like do tarot at the start and integrate the reading into what we do in the healing and it's just really um yeah kind of just releasing energetic emotional blocks and um saying affirmations to kind of redesign what's going on in there so that people can have that inner strength with what's happening and that, that was really the pandemic really pushed me into leadership but if I hadn't done the spiral beforehand I wouldn't have been I still probably would have been in self-protection mode but I was just like it's just unfair if I keep this vitality to myself and so I went outwards and it really it's something really beautiful about being of service helps you embody what you're about so because when you're in purpose mode you have heaps of energy but it's like you're not going to be you're not in purpose mode unless the thing you're doing is meaningful to you and so it kind of yeah is that feedback loop it's like you're giving to them and they say things to you about how impactful it is and it encourages you to deepen the practice more and then you have more to give and it becomes that ecosystem of energy and it's um yeah it's just a beautiful thing being of service and yeah I think that just whatever you do with any kind of healing work or fasting and that kind of thing it's just like just really pay attention to the stuff that works and just be like don't don't get in that place where you're like I'm just gonna keep be perpetually searching and trying every little thing like also be like remind yourself of the things that worked and keep cultivating that vitality because that gives you the energy to give to people and that's 
that where you're going to have that external impact rather than the the monk uh, the the cave monk vibes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Um, Kevin, I, totally. If you want to reply to that, I mean, we can just chit chat here. We'll kind of just keep an eye on the time. I'd love to even just see if we can kind of. Um, after this question, kind of go through this, the next ones that we got almost kind of like a rapid fire succession, just to kind of like give ourselves almost like a quiz on on answering these very concisely. Um, Kevin, you, you, you already kind of talked about yours. Do you want me to just kind of share my own quick response to that? Please go. Sure. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting because, I mean, the immediate thing that comes to mind is um, what I've literally just gone through. And, and you know, I spent the, t the past uh, two weeks, just like having a regular good old fashioned cold, uh, both me and Lacey just had a good old fashioned cold. And, and, you know, like with, with that, like it's the body is constantly looking to be able to just kind of like level itself up. And, and so, you know, when we got the cold, I had this perspective before, but again, you know, it was kind of like this basic idea where, you know, it, like, first of all, I think like our perception on like germs and viruses is probably, you know, maybe not fully encapsulating what's really going on. Um, but basically one of the, uh, the, I saw a video like years ago and it was basically this, this lady who was kind of talking from the, about like this, like channeled message from, you know, higher dimensional beings. And they're basically just saying, it's like, you know, like, uh, relatively speaking, when humans get like a common cold, by the time they're done having that common cold, they've actually kind of like shifted up in vibration. Um, because within that, like the cold itself isn't like the bad thing. The cold is actually just like the 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 pro the process of being able to kind of like release and purge um, the things that are kind of like glogging, globby, you know, just like getting in the way of our like of our of our energy channels, so to speak, um, you know, like all the, all the mucus, all the phlegm, all the stuff that's coming out of you by the time you're, you're done with that. Um, you know, if you've kind of like approached that process with the, with the kind of like that, that understanding of, you know, just kind of surrendering to it and just allowing yourself to just kind of like know that by the time you're done this, um, there's going to be a wave for you to be able to ride. Um, so that's where, you know, for me, like I've, I've just kind of, you know, gotten over my cold over the past couple of days. Um, and immediately I'm just like, I'm just like, man, like I feel, so, like this cold came at the perfect time for me where I just feel like it's, it's synchronistically happening because um, it was actually for me. It was for me to be able to like all that stuff that I cleared out of me, like, dude, that was probably there for like months and months and months. Like I didn't need it in there. And now that it's out of there, um, kind of like what you were saying, Kevin, with your other cleanses and stuff like that, you just literally feel like you're in like that next kind of like vibrational state. It's kind of like this lightness, the, the energy, the water is flowing more clearly, more smoothly. Um, and for me, that's where, you know, like I'm, I'm getting back to the gym now that I'm allowed to, now that they've like welcomed me back into society after being a leper for the past however many months and stuff like that as a, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, um, here in Ontario, they, they, you know, they, they weren't letting certain people do certain things. So now I'm like, sweet, now I can finally go back to the gym. Um, I'm really just going to take advantage of this, but again, I'm doing it in such a way where, you know, I think if we can really just make a promise to ourselves to, to not only be gentle, but also constantly just be allowing ourselves to, to know that, that we're meeting more parts of who we are. And, and, and to become who we are born to be and to continue to level up. And so, you know, for me, it's like, it's like, man, like if I'm becoming a dad, I want to be the best dad that I can be. And, and not just for my child, but, you know, for myself. And then and I know then that shows up into the work are, that I do. You are, Candace, already go ahead. A perfect, you are already a perfect dad. You Thank already, you, you already put, play that role. And uh, thank you, Candace. Yeah. I appreciate you're the, that. 
great. You're the greatest dad <laughs> in the world. <laughs> thank you, Candace. I appreciate that. Baby that's coming for mm-hmm. little human. He, he's gonna rock the world. <laughs> We're definitely prepared. Born. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, being born right now as we speak. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 gonna happen soon, man. Um, we're we're thinking it's probably gonna happen on the full moon, so probably around like March twentieth or something. So, right on the Your equinox, right dead on the to us all. What was that? Your spirit dad to us all. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> and, and again, you know, it's just like dad dad archetype is also again kind of just like like it's like it's an archetype that's in all of us it's kind of like this like it's kind of like wolf pack leader protector but it but it's again i think i think you know kind of like a good dad energy is also the mother energy it's it's the nurturer it's the space holder so again you know like it's it's not just kind of like one or the other um but yeah you know it's um Anyways, I, I appreciate you guys saying that, but, but yeah, you know, for, for me, I just kind of wanted to reiterate, um, just, I guess a little bit of my own experience of the past little bit and just sharing the inspiration that I've been cultivating. And, um, again, just kind of like seeing those opportunities, uh, where I think it's, it's going to be, there are going to be certain times where the, where reality is going to be like, it's like, it's time for you to purge. It's time for you to purge. And it's not really going to be our will. Um, it's just going to be our will to choose how we surrender to the process. Um, but then there are going to be other times where, you know, it's going to, it's going to take our will to be able to make those choices to, to be able to say like, you know what, I'm going to try fasting. I'm going to try, um, doing things that are outside of my comfort zone, cold showers, eating differently, showing up differently, sleeping differently. You know, if you want to do something you've never done, you have to do something thing if you want to if you want to get somewhere you haven't been you have to do something you haven't done so i think you know as as we continue to literally not just like try to do this from like a superficial point of view but to literally know that in becoming better versions of ourselves through us the universe literally expands um it's not again it's kind of like this ripple effect so it's interesting because again you know as conscious creators it's like yeah we're like making videos and, and doing stuff on the internet and stuff like that but but our the true work of what we do is simply to to be us and then everything else just ripples out you know i remind people that it's like your job number one is to take care of yourself you know to take care of yourself and then in doing so you'll be able to continue to show up for others um while continuing to take care of others it's gonna it's always gonna be the balance and everything like that um I'd love to be able to move into a few more of the questions here. I know we could probably just talk on this stuff rather forever. And we're going to aim to get done by uh, about 10 p.m. EST. And we'll just kind of I see how many questions go. we You have to head I out shortly? To, I have to go shortly. But if I can come back, I will. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're you able know, to make it when you did. Yeah, you know me. You guys know me. I'm always around 24-7. Everywhere I go. Thank you, Candace. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, Candace. All right. Okay. Let Let's take turns, kind of going around with different questions. I'll ask one, and then Kevin, and then Kristen. Let's just kind of like go around, and, and Candace, you can take part in this as long as we got time. Okay. So, um, quick, quick question for 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 us here. Uh, I'll answer last. So, like, less than one minute responses each. How has being a conscious creator helped you grow personally? So I know we kind of touched upon that, but how has being a conscious creator helped you grow personally? Um, don't um, think too hard about it. Just just speak from the heart. Candace, you I'll want go. To go for um, it. It's made me, being a conscious creator has made me more of a power monster in creating 
abundant everywhere. That's me. <laughs> Thank you, Candace. Chris in your cabin. Um, I, it's motivated me to be in deeper integrity with my values and pra practices. So if I'm offering service, then I need to be in the best energetic position to be offering the highest quality service. And so it feeds that, um, yeah, embodiment and integrity with what you're about. Very well said. Kevin, go for it. So one of my core messages is to encourage everyone to have a strong morning practice or a rising ritual. And that's been a key part of my life for about 12 years. And it can be hard sometimes to motivate myself to work out in the morning or go for a walk when I feel groggy or whatever. But knowing that if I do take care of myself and do the the inner work then I'm going to be able to show up well for my clients, for my community. If I don't do, if I slack off and don't do my morning practice, then I know that I won't have the same degree of presence and energy and enthusiasm to show up for the people that I support. So yeah, doing the, doing, being a conscious creator, it motivates me to do my inner work and then vice versa. Very well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Echoing that, um, I'll just kind of try to add a different angle from this. Um, for me, being a conscious creator has helped me grow personally through many ways. So I'll just try and focus in on one here. Um, one minute, Brendan. Let <laughs> me flub my own rules here. I don't think you've ever spoken for a sweet 60 seconds. <laughs> they call me Skull Babylon, man. Um, okay. All right. Let me just see here. So for me, being a conscious creator has helped me grow personally. Um, it's allowed me to... It's allowed me to be able to develop more confidence in trusting a process that's bigger than my own. Um, it's allowed me to, to really just be able to get better at listening to my heart, um, to get better at intentionally being a channel for, for creativity to speak through me, for consciousness to speak through me. Um, it's allowed me to, to really... Um, experience the joy of, of what it's like to be able to practice showing up for for something more than something bigger than myself to, to be a part of something bigger than myself and, and uh, to see the joy in inviting other people to be able to to also show up in that service so it's taught me a lot about what service means and and to find purpose through service i would say so okay um kristen or kevin who wants to ask another question i assume how many questions did you guys write down give or take I'm struggling to write questions that you can answer quickly. That's basically, <laughs> I've wrote that's, some questions, but. That's me, man. A quick question. I was, I was going to say, what's the funniest mishap you've had making content? <laughs> oh. Kevin, do you got any, I have to, I feel like I have to think about that. Um, um, well, I'll, I'll share one that was pretty funny. Um, I was at this phenomenal retreat at Esalen, which is this uh, retreat center on Big Sur, California on the coast. It's been around for 50 years. Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts, lots of legendary people have been there. They have natural hot springs there. It's a phenomenal place. And I attended a leadership summit there and a lot of really awesome people were there. 
Um, you may have, y'all and y'all watching may have heard of Preston Smiles. Uh, he's actually a friend of mine that I met back in 2012 through the same group of people that was at the summit. And so we all went there and um, my friends are phenomenal musicians. So they were, he was like, hey, let's all get together and have Dylan and Diana sing the song and we'll all sing it together and we'll just have like this group energy vibe going. So he sets up his camera. Uh, he sets up two cameras and they're both filming us. We're all jamming, we're having this great session. And right at like the peak of the thing, the camera starts tilting over. Preston like does this crazy move and catches it like midair and like stands it back up. And uh, <laughs> it was like, straight out of a movie he barely caught this like really fancy camera and um and the video on youtube you can see it it's like everyone's vibing and then it's just like and then Preston grabs it up to his face and he's like holy shit so that just came to mind um yeah it's, if you want to look it up it's called shepherds of the dawn uh, and I think it probably is the love mob, which is the group that he used to run. But yeah, it's, it's a funny video. It's probably like three fourths of the way in, but it's only yeah. like a six minute video. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was an indirect moment. I but it was, that's what came to mind. So there you go. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Great answer. Um, yeah, uh, a couple things, a couple things came to mind. <clears throat> one of them um again also at a, at a festival it was um the third year that i went to lucidity to film uh footage for the journey to lucidity documentaries and and i just remember it was either like the second or the third night and um and at this point it was one of those it was one of those nights where like me and a couple of the like I, I met some like really cool people and we were just vibing and you know kind of in the spirit of festival we were just kind of like going with the energies and it's just like sleep was not on our mind um and then it kind of got to this point where it was like probably like four or five a.m and then there was like this tent that was set up and during the day it was like a tent that speakers were doing stuff on and you know presentations were happening um by four and five a.m in the morning it basically just became like open mic um and then so eventually like i just remember um like all of us just kind of like plunged out um and i just remember myself like going up there and i just like did this whole like comedy routine where i was making these jokes and it's weird because like i can't even remember like what exactly i was saying but it was like hilarious like legitimately <laughs> hilarious jokes i honestly can't remember it though because it wasn't even it was actually weird because like it was at the point where i think the batteries on my camera had died so it was kind of like but it was like, it was just like this, it was everything that kind of led up to this moment. And we were just like, so goofy. It was like, we were like on mushrooms without being on mushrooms. We were just so vulnerable. Um, and I just remember just like laughing and just like, oh, it was just, I mean, again, me explaining it doesn't really like fully do it justice, but just like the, the atmosphere of all of us just in this tent, like freaking 5am at a festival, didn't end up sleeping that night. Um, that morning we actually like went up and uh, up to the top of a mountain and like filmed some stuff on a sunrise and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and then there was another thing that I'll just mention real quick. And, and I guess your question was like, what was like the funniest, was it like the funniest mishap? Funniest mishap. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't even know if those are mishaps, but I was going to say another funny thing that I did 
which was also a version of stand-up comedy. So I don't know if I'm being too literal here, um, but it was when I went to a stand-up, like I, I, there was like a, a local stand-up comedy um, like gig thing happening in my city. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do stand-up comedy. And this is like years later. So I like created this whole bit. This is actually on YouTube, this exists. And I created this whole bit where I did um, like this whole story where it was like Superman versus polyamory. And, and, and it was like, <laughs> And it was like, it was like Superman, like the basic premise is like, you know, it's like Superman's like face all these like fo- all these foes and enemies over the years. But his like biggest challenge to date is like navigating polyamory. And, and it was like this whole skit where it was like, it was like, you know, like he like comes home from like fighting, like, you know, like Lex Luthor or something. And then like Lewis is there and she's like, she's like, Clark, I think it's like there's something I want to talk to you about. And it's just like, oh, the- <laughs> It kind of goes on and on. Like this exists. This video exists. And then she's like, you know, it's just like, it's like, I'd like to be able to, you know, practice like seeing other people and dating. And then like this whole scene is like, and this is me like talking about it and like acting it out. And and there's footage of me like acting it out in this club. And, and the ridiculous thing is that like no one else was laughing except one guy, like one guy. (laughs) Legitimately is just like, like, this is awesome. And like everyone else is just like, what is this? Right. (laughs) Just like I was just like so confident, like I was just ridiculously <laughs> confident in me telling the story. And I remember there was like I was like laughing at myself when I was doing it. And I just remember there was like these particular parts where I'd get into the character of like Superman, and he was just like he's like he's like he's like Lois, like like what are you doing? It's like you can't do this. It's like who is it? Is it is it Bruce? Is it Bat Bitch? Is that who it is? Like and how like Bat <laughs> became like a like a term that fucking blew the roof off the house um not to spoil it too much but then eventually like by the end of it it's like superman actually goes through this whole like internal reflection process and eventually he understands that if he truly loves someone then he wants the best for them even if it doesn't include him and so he actually wants lois to be able he's like he's like lois i like i want this to work and and so it's just i'll have to send to chris and i'm sure (laughs) i will love it you know i will (laughs) <laughs> um, that was actually like it was funny because like like even at the time like when I wrote that whole skit that was actually something that I kind of like drew from my own personal experience and stuff at the time so I'm just like okay you know like let's create something yeah. out of this and stuff like that um so I don't know if that was a mishaps but I mean maybe the one guy laughing was the mishaps oh, and that is so funny but if you look oh. up Superman versus polyamory and then yeah after, I will um do, do you know who Connor and Brittany are on YouTube they're like no. a couple that talk about polyamory a lot anyways I sent them some people would know who they are they're like super popular um Superman versus polyamory is this even gonna oh show? yeah I'm gonna look it up I guess I you know yeah, Superman versus polyamory two years ago January 7th 2000 <laughs> it, was like, it was like right before the pandemic I posted yeah. you need to do an open mic of comedy there's probably a we, bunch of people we, in paradigm I, I mean we've done kind of like open mics that if included comedy but it's hard yeah. man like getting people to like feel confident with doing open mic yeah even just kind of in this, it's hard like you gotta have like a full skit kind of prepared it, it's it's really just, hard Oh, one of my, the guy that made the spiral is named Dane Thomas and he does some spiritual stand up and it's so funny. Like I've just seen snippets of it and it's just, it's basically stand up for this kind of community. Cause it's just talking about, you know, goddess energy of masculine embodiment and like, but just kind of taking the piss out of it as well. And it's just like, it's always, it's all stuff that's to- talked about so seriously because it's embodiment work. <laughs> it's really refreshing to get some comedy out of it. No, that uh-huh. I, that comedy is always like I, I think even just between the three of us here, there's a lot there's a lot of funny bones 
Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been told by my friends that I'm a comedian's dream because I just laugh at anything. Like, and I just, I was, I was, I was that one person laughing at a com- comedian recently because he just dropped into some absurdist stuff and said that he's been swooping magpies. He'd been going around swooping magpies and said something about headbutting nests for baby magpies and no one was laughing and I just lost it. And he was just like, oh, she liked that joke a bit too much and then started including me in the show. Oh, and I was God. just like, oh, oh, I can't help it. You're being ridiculous. Um, but like, I think that laughter is a really sacred thing, even though it feels like it's hard to make it describe why it is, but it's just, it's so innocent. It's just like completely organic thing that goes on and it just shows that you're in the heart and, um, that you're just like receptive to joy, like so receptive to joy. Um, one of my funniest mishap was when I was doing one of my guided meditations, my fortnightly ones, we were like towards the end of it. And cause I'm not just guiding the meditation, I'm meditating too. So I'm just like, closed eyes meditating and it goes for about an hour so by the time like we're getting to the end I'm pretty fluffed up and I'm like say it's just all channeling and it's coming through but I'm like my ability to articulate it sometimes wavers because I'm in that meditative brain state and I accidentally said clown chakra instead of crown chakra and laughed my face off and like because it was alive i can't tell who else is laughing but i just couldn't stop laughing i'm like i could just gonna trust that they're all laughing and hope this isn't ruining the thing and at the end they all messaged me just being like that was classic that's a that's like a that's like a tiktok video right there like some sort of like gimmicky like kind of like psa about activating your clown shock yeah. i mean i could see one of your characters doing that or something uh, you can like use that yeah yeah anyways oh it's good laughing with you guys um yeah. man that was a that question went on for a while <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like uh, you know i actually it's funny because um that kind of my i had another question here and it, and it was how has humor played a role in your content um all right yeah and that's definitely something that you know like there, there's this great quote um i think it's by like hg wells or something where he's like if you're going to tell people the truth make them laugh or else they will kill you you know where it's just like it's like sometimes it's just like you gotta like you know if you're gonna like communicate something like find a way to kind of like be satirical and things like i've done that plenty of times like in tiktok tiktok's a great place for satire and fucking just taking a piss on it and stuff like that so um but anyways uh you if uh if somebody else has a question here i don't want to jump the gun on that um i guess uh or i guess it was back to me anyways um but we can kind of let me just see what other questions we got um, did you guys want to talk about how humor's played a role in your content? I mean, we could just take a minute there and then try to, we'll, we'll set the clock at like at the top of the hour. So we'll be done. Whatever we get here in between now and the top of the hour, that's it. And then we'll be done. So I got to switch out and do some other stuff. So, um, but yeah, go ahead and take a moment to reflect if there's more to share on that. How has humor played a role in your content? Cause I know we definitely have some experience in that. And, yeah. Mm. I mean, my content isn't specifically, like, aligned with humor, but it's more like just I use it to draw attention to how absurd things are so that we can just kind of soften into into the ridiculousness of synchronicities and just trying to... The, the struggle of articulating spiritual experiences, so just kind of, yeah, just laughing. It's, it's an ambient effect of 
of trying to describe it, but yeah, it doesn't play a huge role in my specific content. But in I do laugh in my meditations, <laughs> depending on what comes through. <laughs> yeah. and that's where you know, like I've for a, a good while, I was always um, facilitating and, and incorporating like laughter practice meditation into into what we were doing and everything like that. It's like laughter is like an immediate way to, to activate like the, the heart chakra or the, or the clown chakra or both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever one clown you want. Clown chakra activates. The clown chakra. <laughs> like, no, the clown chakras, it's like, it's the nose, right? It's <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Man? It's just my clown chakra. It's, chakra it's, it's between the throat and the third eye. It's makes sense. <laughs> like that's like, for it like they were actually the clowns were actually these like esoteric jokes like well it's interesting though because it's like you think of like the fool archetype right it's like that is the clowns it's just like damn man maybe the clowns were teaching us something all along man. oh yeah there's so much wisdom in innocence so there is, there is. <laughs> yeah um kevin do you want to take a, a swing at this shit show here sure um <laughs> I think this is a, a glorious, a glorious show. There's some good stuff growing out of this shit. That's for sure. Good stuff does grow out of shit. Sometimes. Well, I will, I will channel, I will channel Grandma Dolores for this okay. one. And I just, I just think that, you know, our world has a, 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 a strong case of serious itis and, um, we all need to, we all need to loosen up our, our butt chakras a little bit. Our butt <laughs> chakras are, are quite quite tight, and um, it would it would it would do us all some good to to pull down our pants and put our butts on Mother Earth because that's a great way to relax your your butt chakra and just soak up some of that good earth energy through your roots so in my journey i've always incorporated humor whether it's my poetry i all i i think that you need to touch on the whole human experience not just the 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 spiritual the nitty-gritty well the spiritual includes the humor because when you realize that we're all one and we're just in this glorious divine play this big dance of of different costumes different human costumes it just you have to laugh because you're like wow look there's the universe in a funny costume over there <laughs> there's the universe in another funny costume over there and it's like you have to remember that Oh yeah, we're just doing a we're doing a dance. So I kind of turned into the water boy midway. I was, dude, I was just saying, I was, <laughs> that's like little, that was little Nikki there. That was like literally little Nikki I was hearing through, or, or oh, the water uh, boy. No, or, is, is Bobby Boucher? Bobby, Bobby Boucher. Boucher. Uh, he's the water boy, and he's got some high quality H two O. I, I, I'd like to see just kind of like a guided meditation by Bobby Boucher. <laughs> we could make that happen. We could just kind of like we could all just kind of like like just find that that resonance. Or, yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I've got time right now. <laughs> I mean, 
So start out with your clown chakra getting activated from the, from the high frequency. And we can... Breathing in through the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you got oh, the voice man. already. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the voice. It's it's it's, it's really interesting. Like trying to like impersonate voices because yeah, it's like it's like is it's like is is that it? Is this H? Where is it? Where is that? You gotta get like you're trying to like explore your tonations of your voice and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, oh man! Like literally, that that was that was like me like doing my like um south park canadian gigs like in my head like hours before i filmed it where it's just like it's just like it's just like hey fuck you buddy like you know just like a bunch of that it's just like was that it it's like no i need to like lean into the a more or something so yeah he's more like kind of like meh sound or something to it so um but you got you got the bobby boucher there um oh, yeah. yeah i love it i can't wait to investigate your content to find laughter <laughs> Yeah. It really makes me feel at home when people are creating this kind of content with humor because just the culture in Australia is very like larrikin and piss takey and it's like it's has its pluses and its minuses because it means that generally it's, it's, people aren't as open about being super wholesome because they're worried about being ridiculed and so this community has yeah. been really helpful for me because there's i even noticed when i was over in the us um and i did some festivals over there and met some really cool people that everyone was a lot more like just to generalize they're a lot more open about like deeper meaningful stuff quicker um it's a lot harder to find particularly with males in in australia there's just like a bit of like that low-key culture and that piss-taking culture that kind of like picks people's guards up longer um but then it's also where i grew up and i'm also well arrogant so like <laughs> when people have the best of the terms you just spoke about <laughs> you don't know them <laughs> First of all, what is piss taking? And then what was the other thing you said? Larrikin. Larrikin? You don't know larrikin? Oh my gosh, what does it mean? It just means like really jovial and silly and like yeah. um, not serious. Like a leprechaun has larrikin energy. It's just like, ah, oh, it's every kind of, it's, uh, yeah. Um, oh, a badly behaved young man, a person with apparent disregard for convention, a maverick. It's an Australian term, New Zealand term. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was Australian. It just means like they're like, yeah, rowdy they're like but silly. good-hearted person. That's that's us. Awesome. <laughs> that's us. What is it? A rowdy but good-hearted person. That's us. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah. 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 So yeah. and what was a the piss taking? With apparent disregard for social or political conventions. So, mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. So. I mean, you, I mean, piss taking means you're taking the piss out of something. Oh my God, I sound so Australian. I'm really conscious of it now. Taking the piss out of something is means teasing something. So it's just like if someone, like, yeah, I guess if someone says says something heaps lovey-dovey, they're liable to be teased for it. Yeah, just to yeah, be yeah. like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to use inappropriate words when I try and give an example. But it's just like it generally means that vulnerability is liable to be teased more than it is to be embraced is in a general way in the culture. <clears throat> makes sense. Yeah, Particularly makes sense. with men. 
Mm. It's like so. I don't know if you know the word bloke either. It's just like I guess no, I for the equivalent, the only equivalent I can draw with like maybe American words is like hillbilly-ish. It's it's like it it's or redneck or whatever. It it, it points to a demographic of a style of people or something, and whether it's accurate or not, you know. But it's just well, Kevin, Kevin's you know, like, guy. Was it is it electric? Electric Bill's kind of a redneck, isn't he? Well, I'm actually a Hare Krishna. I was, I was, I was, I was. You haven't uh, even met all his personalities yet, Chris. And there's like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's quite a few, there's quite a few that could, that could come down to this, down to this. Uh, it's like the Council of Twelve, and it's just like, yeah, like who's on it again? It's just like I'm just imagining them as like these like higher dimensional beings that channel through Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had, I had quite a revelation. I had quite a revelation, which is that. We are infinite multidimensional beings having a human experience. And therefore, why why on earth would we only emit our energy through a certain personality structure when we could have multiple avenues at which through we could emit our energy? And it is it is necessary to be mindful that you don't want to get mentally unstable, but you can also realize that you can channel your energy through different archetypes. I mean, this is what actors do. They are able to take on a certain energetic signature and embody it in a, in a magical dazzling way. And they become that energy. But, there's also kind of a a base template that is their normal normal voice, you know. That it's all you. <laughs> it's all still you. <laughs> yeah, it's it is interesting, you know. Um, again, as going back to kind of what it is that we're supposed to be doing here. I don't know what the hell we were just doing for the last twenty minutes. Um, this is great. Having, no, honestly, this I'd is listen fun. to this back. <laughs> Yeah, no, shout, shout out to everybody. Thank you for tuning into this beautiful shift show. Um, it's just us hanging out. But again, this is, this is where the inspiration comes from, man. It's a complete and utter shift. Show. Um, but, you know, I was, I was going to say, because this is actually kind of going back to, you know, being a conscious creator. One of the things that I've come to be able to just explore is like all of us have like these like multiple facets of, of who we are, depending on what it is that we're doing, depending on who we're speaking to, depending on the space that we're creating. Um, and I think it's important to be able to kind of like begin to explore those and discover those, you know, so like there's going to be some times where you're going to show up and it's going to be like, you know, like, like just the way you'll talk, it'll be like very intentional. Like maybe you're like leading a meditation and then there's going to be other times where, you know, just might be kind of like goofy and playful and everything like that. Um, and it's interesting because it's just like, you know, like it's, you know, we, we have kind of like this idea that it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like throughout our life, we like wear different masks and, and stuff. And then sometimes that can be sort of interpreted as if it's like a negative thing uh, that we're wearing all these different masks. Um, instead, I like to kind of, you can think of it as like, almost like, again, like different characters. Um, but, but what can it look like when you actually get to the point where you can kind of, you know, like consciously begin to integrate those multiple different masks, so to speak, or hats or whoever you want to put it. Um, and then to, again, be able to kind of like, like tune into them at different points intentionally for the different purposes that you're looking to serve. Mm. Um, I, 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 do you guys know what I mean? Like sort of thing yeah. where it's like, 
It's like, we're not just like, there, there's, it's not like you're just talking to the same version of Brendan every time. Um, I'll be like a different version of Brendan, depending on who I'm talking to, depending on what I'm talking about, um, depending on what the need may be. Depending yeah. on how many parallel realities you've shifted that day. Yeah, Thank you. yeah five seasons in a day over here, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Christian. Well, I was just going to say what Brendan said. Well, maybe we can do put that into a question. Like what are the what are the notable archetype things that come into your content creation? So obviously the comedian like is or like the jester or the fool whatever you want to yeah, call it like comes into yours. So what are the main um archetypes do you think that you embody most potently in your content creation? Well, I would like to embody the, the mycelial network. I am a representative of the fungi nation, and I am here in human form. I have taken on this costume as a human to remind everyone of the mycelial web. Man, I don't like it. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. One one cool one cool thought I had was that um thought. Um okay, so <laughs> you have the thought or did the thought have you? No 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 no. <laughs> there's think there's, about that for a second. Uh, there's are we just the vehicles for thoughts to exist? Are they even ours? Or do the thoughts just like so check this out there's another planet where they have a drug called being human yes and you smoke the drug and then you pop out in this reality and you <laughs> look dude that dude is tripping on being human <laughs> yeah there's lots of people that need a um what do you call it what do you call it when they have at festivals where they have the <laughs> the not the first aid tent, but the other one where you go when you're overwhelmed. Safe trip tent kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. Called. It's called the it's called the uh, the dojo. Uh, the uh, no the zendo. It's called the zendo. Zendo. What's it called at Boom? It was called something funny. Oh yeah. yeah. It's held by maps. It's quite quite dazzling. Yeah. I was once. <laughs> I was once at Burning Man and I, I was only. Dude, you almost died at Burning Man. Oh, I know. You did? Yeah, he told the story before. I oh. did almost die there. It was quite remarkable. This was the the year before. I also felt like I was dying at Burning Man. I only smoked two hits of weed, but it was like because the desert is so harsh. I just got really high, and. Uh, I was having a very paranoid trip and I was like, oh gosh, maybe I should go to that Zendo place to get some support. But then I was like, no, those people are in on it. Those people want to. (laughs) So I I was tripping so hard. I couldn't even go to the, to the tripping relief. (laughs) That's a, that's a dark place. (laughs) Oh man. Episode on just like, 
the times when smoking drugs broke reality or something like that, you know, sometimes that would be good. Dude, like I, I, have, I have a good handful of those. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember one time when I was younger and I was at like a party and I like, I like broke time or something like that. Like I like smoked a bong. This was like when I was like 17 and I think there was like, it was just like a lot of like crystal THC crystal in it or something, like probably way more than I had ever been used to. And it was just like this weird sensation where I suddenly just kind of like became hyper aware of time. And it felt like everything, I felt like I was like forgetting and remembering everything, like every 10 seconds or something like that. Um, maybe some people can relate to that. And then I know, I don't know why this episode is just like a smorgasbord of stories. <laughs> Let's okay. lean into it. We'll just keep going until we're tired. We're being, um, we're being non, non-linear. We're being feminine. We're just letting it flow. We're just letting it flow, man. Honestly, this is like <laughs> suddenly like now everyone's tuning in and everything like that. Um, okay. okay, no, I'll, it's I'll magnetic. tell you. It's magnetic. Really, oh no, it's like people are people are like, oh, like I'm here for the trippy stories, you know. Um, yeah. But I was just gonna say, like, so Lacey told me this story once where she um, was on like a like a high dose of like LSD allegedly. Um, allegedly we always have to say from now on if we're talking about drugs everyone just put allegedly after every sentence and we're good um allegedly so but she was like literally talking about how she was like walking through a field with a friend and literally like time like fucking stopped like like down to fucking like super slow-mo and she was like fully conscious and she was just like and like the person next to her was like walking through like the field but then like like created like a like a multiple like frames of trails behind them and stuff like that but it but it was like straight up she was just like she was like holy shit like fucking like like am, is this gonna stay like this and it was just like time slowly just got stretched out like a thousand times slower and then eventually it kind of like snapped back but she was like fully conscious of the fact that like in that moment you know because it's kind of like this thing it's just like dude like what is time right like is time this consistent thing um or is time just again something that's kind of like tweaked based on our perception of it i mean this is a whole discussion in itself where it's like i don't even think time is you know people say time is a man-made structure concept dude i think time is like an ocean i think we exist inside of time and then again depending on like the, the tuning of our frequency of our consciousness uh we perceive it differently so it's like our time as a human right now on the our base level perceives it at this 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 equivalent rate that we're all kind of like on board with um but then you know you you look at like uh like an insect and then like their perception of time is probably way different like imagine for flies imagine you know they actually like from their perspective like it's way slower to us it's like me 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 to them it's just like and hence why they can actually like you know for them it's just like they see the hand coming down to swat them and they're just like fuck you and it's like, <laughs> every time it's just like how do they dodge it right um, and, then, and then the other thing i was going to say and, and then like imagine like the perception of time from a tree like imagine a tree is just like looking out and then it like from their perspective things are actually moving fast so they see like all these people just kind of like coming and going and building a house and a house comes down and then like a castle goes up and it's just like cars moving and stuff and it's just like zoom, zoom, zoom. and we like look like bugs to them or something again this is obviously yeah. getting on board with the idea that trees see things and stuff like that which is like a whole thing it's like on a higher dimensional level they can actually see things that was something i realized one day yeah so on we, mushrooms, we, allegedly We've got a question from the audience. We have a question from the audience. They audience. They oh, Jenna's in the audience. Hey, Jenna. And welcome, think, everyone else. Do you think smoking drugs is a requirement for reaching higher consciousness? 
And I would say definitely, it's definitely not required. There's other methods such as boofing where you can ingest a drug through your through your butt chakra and <laughs> other raiders. Walk away for a second. Yeah. Uh, but in all sincerity, I don't think I, I have met some very conscious people who have never done psychedelics and that really does blow my mind because they were quite pivotal for me in reaching higher consciousness but it's definitely not required for everyone we've all got our unique journeys what do you think christian mm. yeah i agree i don't think it's essential it was though i am grateful that recently i mean i got deeper into my spiritual journey, like much far after I'd allegedly taken psychedelics for the first time. Um, uh, and I probably haven't married the two as much as a lot of people have. So I've just kind of the deeper I've been getting the last couple of years, the more sober I've kind of become. And um, I've been in that space meeting other people that are um, also deep into their spiritual experiences and transcendence and that kind of stuff. And they haven't. They didn't even have that past of um, taking substances. So, and and then I have that like, like you know, mischievous curiosity of like, I wonder what would happen if they did now. Like, because of doing it in the order that I allegedly did, it's like, um, I'm curious how it would go the other way to have had these like organic transcendent experiences and then to have um, psychedelics and. And compare the two from the opposite and I'm really interested um, about that but essentially it's meant like the people that I have one of one of them has done it in that direction and just the way that they go about taking them is heaps more conscious because they've already like cultivated such a con conscious relationship with life and spirituality that when they have them it's not like oh all my friends are doing it and I'm 19 so I'm gonna do it like it's, it's like they're like what do I want from this what, how am I gonna set up the space all the whole delivery and experience is, is different for them but yeah it's definitely not essential um but you know they're, yeah, enhanc I, they're enhancing portals that we already have you know so yeah. anyway yeah I think um um yeah, again, just kind of adding a response to this. I guess we'll, we'll just put a little bit more time on the clock. If anybody in the chat, again, now that we got like a thousand people tuned in, uh, again, if you guys have, if you guys <laughs> finally, just like as we're about to finish the show, um, if you guys have questions for us as conscious media creators, feel free. Um, we'll, we'll try to give uh, both like serious and half-ass answered answers um whatever the case may be but um yeah we're just kind of going with the flow here um but yeah just to kind of like answer back on that like honestly i will say that you know for me like it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it, it's like essential or necessary i don't even know if it's the the word that we need um because it kind of it's, it's one of those things where it's like whatever's meant to you whatever's meant for you will be for you sort of thing um so it's just like hey if, if 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 experiencing psychedelics and mushrooms at an earlier stage is a part of your journey then it will be a part of your journey if it's not it's not i think it's one of those things where it's just kind of like not feeling like you need to chase it but allowing it to kind of like come to you if it's meant to be um and for me like i can honestly say that like a big part of my inspiration for the work that i did um actually came from a dmt experience when i was young when i was like 21 um and this was Allegedly. like 
allegedly. And this was like way, you know, like way, thank you. <laughs> what? But yeah, you know, like, like straight up that, ex- and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but some people haven't heard it. But for me, um, you know, it, it, even still to this day, it was a very like personal, private experience. I talk about it now and then I don't talk about it too often. Um, but with it, it, it gave me from my own direct experience, this degree of knowing Um, that absolutely there was more to this reality than meets the eye. Like no one could tell me otherwise at that point. I had seen it. I had experienced it. It was in front of me. It was still a mystery. I didn't fully understand it, but it was there. Whatever the fuck it was, like it was there and I was a part of it. And a big part of like that experience was literally like understanding viscerally that we are in like this ocean of energy. And this ocean of energy is literally created as like this like uh, the part of the way how I, I described it, it was like infinite unfolding sacred geometry of light, like this golden infinite sacred geometry of light. And it was like, it was, it was me. It was everything. I was a part of it. And I was just like, holy shit. Like this is, and, and the biggest thing for me was, was like, it felt so familiar. I was just like, oh, this isn't new. I've seen this before. Like not, not in this lifetime, but like in my dreams and other stuff. And, and I knew it, I knew it within my heart that it was something incredibly important. And then, you know, from then, like I literally came back from that experience and, and I was like, I want to create paradigm shift. I, I want to create some sort of project where, you know, like my role won't be to, you know, stand on a mountain and tell people all about my experience, but my role will be able to, you know, create circles at the base of the mountain to allow people to be able to, you know, find their way towards their own experiences so that they can experience these revelations and, and these degrees of awareness for themselves, whether they're like mine or whatever they look like, you know, cause there's a million different ways back to that. Um, but yeah, we could totally talk about, I mean, we've talked about psychedelics on other podcasts before. Um, we can just spend a couple more minutes on it here. And then if there are any other questions, um, feel free to let us know. We, we do have some questions kind of queued up for ourselves as well that we can do some rapid fire on. But yeah, go ahead. You guys just riff one off thing, this. One thing I'm really fascinated by is how, first of all, Brendan, I had the exact same experience when I first uh, allegedly experienced what, what I call it. I call it the dimethyl trampoline. <laughs> oh, Jumped like, out of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had the same exact feeling. I was like, whoa, I know this place. It felt so familiar. It almost felt like I was like closer to myself than I normally am. And that is what I find so fascinating is that a lot of times these quote unquote, quote unquote, altered states actually make us feel like this is how I should be all the time, or this is how I feel more like myself, or I feel more this feels more real to me than normal and i'm really fascinated by that um because i mean that's how i feel just for those of you just tuning in i just did a three-day fast and cleanse and on the third day i felt like wow i feel so clear this is how i want to feel all the time so like my thing now is like spirit god please guide me to do whatever i need to do eat whatever diet I need to eat, however disciplined I might have to be so that I can maintain this degree of clarity. Um, But I find it fascinating how a lot of people say like on psychedelics, it's like you wake up to this new higher level, which feels more real. It feels like, oh, like when I first did mushrooms, I was like snapping out of these like 
autopilot patterns and I was able to have more authentic re, uh, connections with people. Cause it was like, it was almost like when I was unconscious, I was just reading off a script. I was like, Oh, mimicking TV or whatever the thing was. But as you become more conscious, it's like, you're, you're actually able to create authentic new thoughts and, and communicate them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm fascinated with is how these experiences might seem more real, but then you go back to normal life and, and a lot of people, it like, it changes their whole trajectory of their life because they're like, okay, if that's the greater truth or the greater reality, then I'm going to like base my life on that rather than what my parents are telling me to do. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a shadow side to that where people people almost like devalue their sober state or their no, their normal state and they're like obsessed with have chasing peak experiences or whatever. So I think there can definitely be a shadow to that and and also I think that there can be like delusion and mental illness plugged into certain you might have an ayahuasca experience that says like sell everything you sell everything you own and move to the peak of tibet like a mountain in tibet and if you're like if your framework is that the truth from ayahuasca is better than the truth of your sober mind then you're probably going to do that and i know people who've like in in hindsight made made some pretty big mistakes because they had some trip that told them to do a certain thing and they followed that advice so I think it's just like a balance of, of, of questioning like what is the most real and what is like practical. Um, and yeah, that's generally what I, yeah. I like saying. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I love, yeah, definitely. I definitely felt that like when you say that, you know, you, instead of doing what your parents have modeled, like it can open your mind a bit. Like I, the first alleged subs- substance I did was LSD and I hadn't even had weed or anything before. And, like, the person that gave it to me didn't give me a very good rundown of what was going to be in store for me. And I basically just thought it would be a mood enhancer is what they'd kind of described. And then I had a full, allegedly had a full trip. But I remember um, just, like, without going into the trip because you can get lost in those kind of conversations, I remember the day after being like so hyper aware of like my peripheral vision like it was like before I'd just see things from here and then I could just see everything before me and I was that the only thing I could explain to him was that it was like you've turned me into a real hippie now but it was just because I could felt like I could see and that I was really sensitive to beauty like my sensitivity to beauty was like heaps boosted and I could tell it wasn't going to go away it was just like oh, I'm actually looking properly I'm not just in my head like looking at where my feet is going one in front of the other it's like the world is here and um I could feel it and it was really it was it was transformational and um yeah he wasn't necessarily like a heaps conscious psychedelics user or anything so it was a very much an experience I was having and it wasn't shit like he wasn't relating on that level of conversation with me um but uh so I do think it has a really it has the possibility of being so just medicinal for just people opening their minds. Of course, that's what they basically do. But, um, I, 
like part of the reason why I've gone more like the more spiritual I've become, the more sober I've been is because I have craved that integration of that openness that happens into sober life. And it seems like that's not always a priority for people. It's like that openness only exists in an inebriated state. And whether that be psychedelics or other um, stimulants and stuff like that, or even alcohol, because alcohol is huge in um, Australia. It's just like people don't open up until they've had blah, blah, blah. And it's like I'm open all the time and like the even though I can be in those places and interact with people that are in that state and have open conversations, they're generally not as open to people who aren't also inebriated. So it's like, I'm wanting that they need to maybe have a couple of drinks to get comfortable enough to talk. But if they find out that I'm not drinking, then they're probably just going to gravitate towards someone who is in a similar state rather than like, because there's that self-consciousness of maybe embarrassing yourself if you say something too open-hearted when you're in an open state to someone who's sober and is going to remember it so um like this community is actually like was came at the perfect time where I was pretty much at my wits end with trying to like navigate that like because lockdown was still happening and it was really hard to organize to see people but um yeah I just think it's really um it has been part of my journey to still be so open to those things, but really cultivate integrated sober openness and find people that are also doing that so that we can, we can laugh about spirituality, but it's not something you just like, um, it's not just in the container of inebriation that goes on. So, um, yeah, I just really just wanted to say that because that's like a huge that's a huge reason why I'm like being so devoted to coming to these because it gave me something I was really craving and didn't feel like I had the agency to create outside of an online space just yet. But since being here, my comfort in being able to instigate the conversations I want to have has boosted heaps. Um, and that's part of um, being here, but also doing content creation, the more you create content aligned with your values and you express your actual voice, like what you actually want to say online, you start to embody it. And in other situations, it's not like as high pressure for someone to validate you immediately because you're already about that stuff. And so now I'm already, I feel like it's, yeah, it's not, it's not unusual to be in sober, integrated openness with people about spirituality, even talking about psychedelics or just talking about heart stuff. Um, so now when I'm in the real world, it's like, it's, it's, it's starting to be cohesive over there. It's like, fine, there's a cohesion happening because my confidence is sound with it now. Mm. That's really, that's really beautiful to hear, Kristen. And thank you again, just for sharing. Cause that's like, again, just kind of like shows the power of, you know, like having these spaces to begin with and, and, you know, they're going to nurture different people in different ways. And, and I'm so glad that again, you know, this is kind of like come to you at a time where you've really been able to turn it into something that's been very, again, like nurturing for the content that you've continued, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about with the torch, you know, it's just like, here I am creating something and then it's inspired you and then you're going to create something and that's going to inspire someone else. And then they're going to create something and it just continues to kind of fractal out that way. So no, this is really cool. Um, again, you know, just kind of wrapping up on the psychedelics topic. Yeah, and then I'm going to get going. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to wrap this up in the next uh, couple minutes. So, I mean, even if we just want to do some closing thoughts, Kevin, how much time do you got? Just give like me a seven minutes. That's what I was going to say. We're going to finish it up like less than 10 minutes. Um, so I was just going to say, you know, going back to the theme of psychedelics, you know, like as 
conscious media creators, like kind of what I was talking about, like our journey is to lead people back to the heart. Our journey is to lead people back to their own personal connection with the universe, with God. And when you think about psychedelics, like the word like psychedelics, like comes from the word like psyche and delos. Um, so again, it's kind of like the, the meeting of like, it's like, it's like the personal meeting of mind with God, um, basically. So, so within that, you know, it's just like we as conscious creators, like we are facilitating the psychedelic experience, not with the medicine that we use in the terms of like the mushroom and the LSD and the and the trampolines allegedly um but you know like basically like this is medicine though our our content is medicine um there's a very you know a very intentional phrase that I kind of introduced to the community a while back uh like media medicine and, and what happens when we start thinking about the things that we are creating as medicine um not medicine in kind of like a pharmaceutical you know like kind of like hokey pokey sense but really in the sense of like you know like something that nurtures us something that really kind of like again like helps add sustenance uh to to the parts of our our soul so to speak um but yeah let, maybe let's uh because there were a few questions i had i'll just kind of hit upon these real quick we don't even have to answer them um some of the questions that i had are are there any challenges as conscious media creators that seem to always be present how do you approach them why do you think there are so many conscious media creators now what kind of wisdom do you feel most excited to share and if you could pick one or two pieces of wisdom that you would consider to be most important within your spectrum of messages, what would they be? And what would, what would look like, uh, what would, what would the world look like without conscious media creators? That's a very hypothetical question. Um, yeah. So I mean, we don't necessarily have to get into all those. We could always save them for another time and stuff like that. But, um, what's on your guys heart? What do you guys want to share here? We'll just kind of get into like closing messages nonetheless and anything else. So go go for it bobby <laughs> well since you called upon me mr <laughs> Carlton, i will go for it. so i've been i've been working on my my spring water and my h2o purification <laughs> within my own body cleansing out my liver and my and my lymphatic system i, I bounce on my dimethyl trampoline to cleanse my lymphatic system but I will say I've been on a very I've been on a very similar journey to my new friend Christian, who I think is quite quite awesome. I just want to say that I also have done very few psychedelics in the last seven years. Actually, it's been like 2015 since I really did many psychedelics, except for a little a micro dose. I I had a joke. My one of my other names. First name could be Mike. Last name could be Rodos. <laughs> Mike Rodos. How's it going? Mike Rodos. So aside from that, I have been I have been on a journey of integration because you know I did 15 ayahuasca ceremonies and that's a lot of information to integrate. I'm still doing my homework from Mama Ayahuasca from seven years ago, from nine years ago. So I think anybody who's had your psychedelic journey, it's like, have you done your homework from the teachings of your last trip or are you just going back for another another lesson? You haven't done your homework since the last lesson, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta drink, you gotta drink some, you gotta drink some H2O and get your ass together, baby. So, that's, that's all I got to say, Mr. Cullerton. Was that a good answer? Did you, <laughs> are you going to tell my mama? Mr. Cullerton, 
Are you gonna tell my mama I'm a good student? You're a wonderful student, Bobby. I'm proud of you. You're I'll give you a sticker. Well hydrated. So. Oh yeah, Miss 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 Deed over here is a real teacher. She is. Yeah. I should have asked her for a gold star. You are so great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's real truth just, there too. Just to answer Brenda's other question, I think I think I'm receiving a download from the Great Spirit that I'm supposed to be a little more silly in my videos because it makes me happy and it seems to make you happy. So what? Let's just have a happy party and stop taking ourselves too seriously. I'm having a huge craving to hang out with you at like four in the morning, where this right. just kind of takes over and doesn't end when you're in the beta wave brain state, and it's just like <laughs> he's going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's nice no yeah. everyone just kind of take a moment to just shut up and just kind of feel whatever we're feeling <laughs> uh, yep that's it that's it right there <sighs> okay mm. My soul feels very hydrated, so. <laughs> That's your booty. Yeah. Right there, mommy. Yeah, my joy. Um, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I was made to be a receptacle of this kind of comedy. I'm <laughs> grateful to you're, 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 Like you said, that. you're like that one person in the audience who's laughing at all our jokes. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. <what I'm> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, I'm really grateful yeah. for tonight. Um, Very grateful. I mean, that's today for me, but yeah, I'm really grateful tonight. And, um, yeah, you'll be smiling for the rest of the day now. So. I will be. And oh. You've been in here from the future the whole time. Mm -hmm. You're broadcasting from the future. Yeah. That's quite, quite remarkable. Yeah. Have you got an Australian accent? Well, this is... I've, I've got, like, a mixture. If it goes in, It goes in waves between... British and, and Scottish and all of the things, you know, you've got you've got to hang out with Tim Horton more, you know. I, I haven't thought of Tim Hortons, haven't thought of Tim Hortons in quite a while because it's been quite a while since I've been to Canada. <laughs> Anywho, um, I've got to get going, so wrap it up. So yeah, cool. let's let's do it. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you guys again. I know there's always more for us to talk about, but we'll save some for another day. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Kevin, Chris, and it's been wonderful for those of you who've been tuned in. Uh, as wacky as this night is, I, I hope it's some way. Group hug, group hug. I hope it is in some way inspired whoever is tuned into this. Again, just you guys, you guys watching this, even if you're in the future, you're in this group hug. Let's do a you're real yeah. I'm sending future hugs. <laughs> feel it, feel it through all your chakras from, from clown to butt. <laughs> clown to butt. <laughs> cool sweet um any closing messages and then we'll wrap it up 
um Kristen, just gratitude just love you brendan <laughs> i love you kevin too. um yeah i like the freeform vibe like i just it's nice it's nice to have yeah. a small group and just be off mute and just to be like yeah, yeah it's been really much. nice um mm. but yeah i mean i said my closing thoughts like just that this has been really significant for me like just giving me you being like what is needed <laughs> you're picking up on what was needed for me so thank awesome. you awesome cool sweet well yeah from here let's just kind of take whatever the hell just happened and bring that energy forward with us into tomorrow and maybe again all of us will just kind of like be smiling a little bit more and and kind of like what we were saying you know like 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 let's like wake up tomorrow as if we spent like the night before like having some big psychedelic revelation and just kind of like tap into that where it's just like see the world with like a little bit more of a wider lens so to speak because it's always there like like there's no moment where there is like any less magic and love within this world it's just a matter of us just kind of like continuing to open ourselves up to it and, and really just knowing that it's always there so um again as conscious creators uh i haven't explicitly said this before but it's like one of the things we do is like we are the the bridge the bridge between worlds the bridge between higher conscious ideas and mainstream culture so through our own experience that is the work we do and then how do we continue to kind of bring that message out into the world and we do that by being nothing less than our authentic self so um yeah all right, well, we'll wrap it up here, guys. Uh, I'm encouraging you guys to go follow Kristen and Kevin. Uh, I put the links in the info for this video if you're not already. Kevin uh, at Kevin May 222 on Instagram and Kristen at Spiral Soul Seed on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, click all the links, join our Discord, follow us on Ibble, check out the Patreon if you're curious to support there. And um, feel free to send us a direct message anytime. Send us a direct message if, uh, if you enjoyed tonight's broadcast and uh, we'd love to be able to connect with you further. So uh, we'll wrap it up at this moment. And thank you guys again. And, and until next time, uh, keep it shifty, and we will see you guys in the future. And saying farewell. So good night, everyone. You Drive home safely. Be sure to hydrate. Great to meet you, Kristen. Thank you. Too. Good night, guys. Bye. Much love.